Hi, I'm here today, Street Smart Business, with Elisa Brown Hi. from Old Soul Woodworking in Monroeville. Yes. How's, how's Elisa doing today? Great. It's kind of <laughs> rainy outside, but it's sunshiny in here. and Just, just blessed to be here. I <laughs> Truly. Every <laughs> single day is just uh, a new adventure and fun, and it doesn't matter what it's doing outside because we're having fun on the inside. So. Amen. So tell me, who is Elisa Brown? Sure. So first of all, I'm, I'm married. Um, I have two little boys. So the mama heart in me comes first for sure. Um, right after that, though, we own a business in Monroeville, like you had said. Um, my husband is a full-time physical therapist. I am now a full-time entrepreneur working on the business. Um, but we just serve people. So serve family. Faith is really important to us. And um, growing our business is kind of so a priority. you said you are now Mm -hmm. a full-time entrepreneur. So yes. what were you before being a full-time <laughs> entrepreneur? Um, so this is kind of an interesting um, change of path, I guess. So I went through school. I was a school counselor, did that for 10 years. Um, my last job was at Edison High School here locally. So I was uh, the only counselor in the high school building. Um, had my master's degree, was on that track. And um, it's really interesting how we got here, how the, the journey had changed for me, a fork in the road, essentially. Um, I was doing the school counseling job, loved it, loved serving those kids, but uh, the stress of the job, just the stories, the heartbreak, like yeah. the CPS calls, even in a really good district, right? Mm -hmm. The heartbreak, and I couldn't turn it off. So when I would leave the she school building, yeah, when I'd leave the school building, um, I would come home and I'd still be thinking about those kids. And it just really took me away from my family and my boys and my home. And um, it just broke my heart. I just could not turn it off. That's the best way I can describe it. So, Well, you know, the bad thing is, is unfortunately in the school systems, you know, having somebody with your heart in that position, mm -hmm. um, to be honest, I mean, we've had kids in three different schools. Um, to have somebody with your heart mm -hmm. in that position it is a, a rarity. So um, their, their loss is our gain. So uh, yeah. I understand completely. So right. again, what happened? So you're a counselor. Obviously, mm -hmm. things are going sideways. You're not obviously, you know, you're not able to have peace when you come home because that's right. weighing on you. Understand right. so. Right. Um, <laughs> hey, I'm going to open a business. <laughs> I mean, what's that uh, look like? Right. It, it seems abrupt. But really what happened was is, you know, I'd come home in the evenings. I'd pour myself a glass of wine because I'd be stressed put the boys to bed after seeing them for maybe an hour or two for the day, you right. know, because you come home late. And I was so stressed that I needed an outlet. Mm -hmm. So um, my husband, Andrew, um, is a good builder. I mean, nothing that he did professionally, just kind of tinkering around. Right. And he'd be out in the, the barn and the workshop, and I just started joining him. And we would talk about my day, and I started painting and just decompressing and Eventually, it's like, okay, well, what are we going to build now? Because, you know, we had done all the projects that people had wanted us to do. So so you were like, actually, somebody would like request something because they knew yeah, you guys did it. Really family members to start. Gotcha. Just like, okay, we need a dining room table or we need an end table or whatever. Um, so we just kind of started doing that. And it just spiraled. It's like, okay, now we got those projects done. What are we going to do? So... I have always had a creative brain and um, would come up with projects. And Andrew's really good about not having a plan. Well, Me just happy saying, life, like, happy life thing, right? I know. <laughs> but I can say, like, okay, I want to make something this big by this big. And I don't have any formal plans, but 
somehow in his in his mind he's able to like construct that and make it a reality and then my part of it is the painting and design and the decorating so it goes hand in hand um so we started building things and we we're like okay well why don't we sign up for a craft show like what the heck we don't know if anybody's gonna like our stuff we're just doing this but let's see where it leads um so Eric, I can completely remember being so embarrassed because here I am a full-time counselor and, and it's going well, like superficially, it's a success. Like my kids are being served. I'm doing all this amazing programming at school, but underneath I was just, I was deteriorating. I was having a lot of medical issues and, and things, but. Well, one thing that they always yeah. say too, remember when you're on the plane. And they always tell you, you know, if in, in the event of a water landing, <laughs> sure. uh, you know, oxygen mask is going to fall down. Put yours on first. Take care of yourself. And then right. help somebody else. So you were right. in that situation that you were getting to the point where you weren't going to be able to serve either right. your family right. or the kids at school. Absolutely. I mean, to the point where I was like losing hair and having a bunch of medical concerns. I had that problem too. Maybe so. <laughs> I don't know. It's not as normal for a girl. But, <laughs> but anyway, so um, we signed up for this craft show. I was embarrassed embarrassed because I was like, here I am a counselor. What am I doing crafting or going to the show? What the heck am I doing? And it just, it fit. Like we went to a couple shows. The response was absolutely overwhelming, like completely unexpected, but just overwhelming in the most beautiful way. So and selling. it was selling. We were selling out. I mean, like the booth would be empty and we're seeing, you know, other people around and, and seeing how successful things are. Um, so after that, we started taking on a lot of projects and people were coming to our home. So kind of so, a custom order yeah. type thing? Okay. Yep. So they saw our stuff. They like our style. So they would ask us for custom orders. So we were doing a ton of custom orders and people were coming through our home, which eventually just isn't what you want, you know, with sure, two sure. young boys at home. Um, so it got busier and busier and busier. And then we decided to open a brick and mortar because we didn't mm -hmm. want so many people coming to our actual house. Um, so the brick and mortar, we just started on Saturdays. I'm still working full time as a counselor. Andrew's still full time as a physical therapist. So we said, okay, we're going to open this business and we're just going to do Saturdays because that's all we could do. Right. So more of like, okay, we'll put our stuff in there, but more like pickup kind of location. Gotcha. Um, don't know how it's going to go. We opened up in Monroeville, which mm -hmm. maybe we can talk about that, sure. you know, in a couple minutes. But open up in Monroeville and everybody thought we were going to fail. Like, I'll I'll be honest <laughs> with you. Welcome to being an entrepreneur. <laughs> I mean, and it, they were vocal. Oh, I'll, sure. I'll say that right from the start. People, family, friends, and they were trying to be concerned, but thought we were going to fail. Place sure. Most of the time. Sure. Yeah. And it was, you know, what's the school counselor doing opening a business? Like, this makes no mm -hmm. sense. And you're doing it in Monroeville where there's no other retail shops at all. Like, right. what the heck are you guys doing? And you're only opening on Saturdays. Like, everything is against you. How can one day a week? Everything is against you kind of thing. So let me ask so, you this real quick before we go further. Because this sure. is a place where I think a lot of women entrepreneurs specifically mm -hmm. um, who decide, hey, I want to have kids. I want to be able to be home with my kids. I don't want babysitters right. raising my kids. So, mm -hmm. hey, there's this thing I'm good at. But mm -hmm. then all of a sudden, what was your, how did you work through being told by people that you know love you, sure. care about you, people mm -hmm. that you love and care about, mm -hmm. that are you sure 
Is this really what you want to do? You know how many widgets you're going to have to sell just to pay the rent? Right. Just to yep. pay the electric? Yeah. How did you how did you guys work yourself? Because I think that's an obstacle for a lot of people who are stuck in something they don't love. Sure. And they have a passion. They mm-hmm. find, find something they like to do, but they, they never quite get there because of the that. barriers. Yep. I'll say, first of all, I think it's part of my personality. If I say I'm going to do something... I'm going for it. Mm-hmm. Like I'm I'm putting it out there, but behind the scenes I'm working hard, you for know, sure. to make sure that this happens and just really having that confidence in yourself. Like, you know, I'm I'm going to go this direction and say it does fail. Okay, it's not the end of the world. I'm going to find another way. I'm going right. to divert and, you know, at this point in my life, I have to make the decision that's best for me in this moment. And right now I feel that that's it. Um and I, I, I attribute a lot of things to my gut. I don't know about you. Like, mm-hmm. if, if something feels right, I know it, right? It's my most trusted advisor. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, truly. And I don't know how to explain that, but you know. Mm-hmm. You know it's the right direction. And I also know that I'm going to work hard and I'm going to give it a really good go. So I guess part of it is, is believing in yourself. I will tell you a lot of my confidence did come from our customers, though. Like our early people saying this is really good. Like this is needed. Like we love coming here week after week after week. So and they proved it with their money. They did. They and didn't they, just say it. It wasn't words. Right. They proved it with their money. They did. And I mean, I feel like it was multiple factors that just kind of um, combined together, but it, it just, it just felt right. And we just went from there and it didn't really matter what anybody else said because that's what we wanted to do. Sure. So, so we, we, did got, we, we got into Monroeville. We're yep. there one day a week. Yep. Now there's a big jump to, I mean, there's some time to fill in here from one right. day a week to where we are today. So what right. did that look like? So Saturdays, um, were they were too busy. It was a small space. Mm-hmm. Um, we were only open from like 9 to 1 because we didn't want to give our whole day off to be away from our family. Um, just continue to get so busy that the hours didn't make sense and the space just wasn't enough. So we had to expand the mm-hmm. hours. So now, fast forward to now, um, we're open Friday, Saturdays, and Sundays, which is still the weekend model, but I love that. It allows us to spread out a little bit more with our customers and, and give them more options for hours. Um, and part of that, too, is that the business continued to grow, and I was – just felt called to do this. I felt like I was able to serve people, but also take care of myself. So I did end up resigning from my school counselor job. I just, when did you do that? So it was last summer, July of 2020. Okay. So COVID kind of put things into perspective for us. Mm-hmm. And you would think like, oh my gosh, she's giving up a stable, solid job during the middle of a pandemic. But it wasn't scary because it's like, okay, we're going to go for it. And I think part of being an entrepreneur is is knowing like you're going to go for this, but also if it fails, you're going to be able to pick yourself up and redirect and do something mm-hmm. else, right? Having that confidence that sure. this isn't the end all be all, right? Because I think a lot of times people have a hard time starting because they're afraid to fail. Sure. And if you do, okay, mm-hmm. right? I keep telling people that in, in my life, I have truly failed more than I've succeeded. I put my hand in the Bible, I'd swear to that. Mm -hmm. Um, But I've also learned that nothing great happens without adversity. Sure. So Mm -hmm. the things that are actually epic, the things that actually will leave a legacy, 
the things that actually you want to be remembered for mm -hmm. are always on the other side of some shit storm failure. You Absolutely. Know, where all of a sudden it's embarrassing, ego check. Mm -hmm. You got to feel like a dummy for a while. But in the end, you, you had the courage to get through it. You yeah. learned, hey, not doing that again. Learn, yeah. <laughs> learned and moved on. Right. Um, and, I, and you're right. Um, I think a lot of people, if they would just take a step back and go, okay, this is scary. Mm -hmm. And a lot of the, a lot of, especially when you're leaving, pension, oh, yeah. health benefits, guaranteed paycheck. I mean, Security. those are nice, safe, and snugly mm -hmm. benefits that you had. Absolutely. Um, to go to something that is, at the very best, who knows? Right. Right. But right. the same thing was, you had the forethought. And as a younger entrepreneur, this is actually kind of impressive to think about it from a worst case scenario standpoint. Sure. You know, just go ahead and mm -hmm. be honest about it. What is mm -hmm. the worst thing that could possibly happen today? Right. The worst. Right. And if I can handle that, mm -hmm. I might as well go to work. Right. Just get after it. You're right. And nine times out of the 10, we always over exaggerate that worst case scenario. Mm -hmm. So if we always say, I can handle what's worse, probably never going to get there. Sure. But I can handle that. Get after it. Why not? And I think that took me back to my counseling background. I mean, I'd work through those scenarios with kids. Mm -hmm. Okay, you're having an anxiety attack right now. Let's talk about worst case. Can we get through it? We'll talk through the steps. Right. It brings them down and then they can manage the day. Why can't I do the same thing? And, you know, and another thing too, in talking to these kids, I was a high school counselor. So we're talking about dreams and goals and following their passions. And I, to a point, felt like a hypocrite. Like, yes, being a school counselor was my goal and my dream at one point, but I was feeling my heart pull me somewhere else. Mm -hmm. And if I didn't have the courage to step out into that and go after it, how how am I ever supposed to be authentic and talking to these kids? So sure. I think that really gave me a check too, a reality check of, I say that I'm I'm going to be authentic. And at this moment in my life, I'm not. So I think that was part of the decision too. And COVID really put things into perspective for me. Sure. I, I wanted to be more with my kids. I mean, the hour to a day and being stressed out was not working for me. It wasn't a quality hour or two anyways. It was not working right. for me. I wanted to have the freedom to be able to be with them, to raise them, to be in their classroom, go on field trips, not feel guilty, not have a work bag following me home every single night, right? So I put things into perspective and... I got up the courage and resigned from this full-time secure job, which here's a tangent, but you know, a lot of people think that the job is secure, but when you're working for somebody else, I don't know <laughs> that it is. Nope. It's a false sense of security. Yep. Um, I mean, it does have a pension and retirement and all that thing, those things, but all those things can go away though. They can, mm -hmm. they can. And you're working for somebody else that you're giving your heart and giving everything that you have and the person above you may or may not appreciate that. Yep. And you're oftentimes not going to get compensated to the point where you should for the amount of effort you're putting in. So that's the really cool thing about being an entrepreneur right there. Right. You okay. work harder, you provide more for your family. Sure. Now here's a, so. here's a cool question I like to ask mm -hmm. is your best day as a counselor mm -hmm. versus your worst day at Old Soul. Yeah, there's no question. Which would you pick? Oh, absolutely old soul. No, without <laughs> a doubt. That's how you know you're in the right spot. Without a doubt. Yep. Without a doubt. Because it just blends things so well. The balance 
in my life that has provided. It's just, it's without question. Sure. Um, I'm kind of putting like my money where my mouth is again. A couple weeks ago, I had to make the decision about my retirement, right? So through STRS, yep. I gave it a year. I'm like, okay, am I for sure getting out of education? Gave it a year and I'm like, okay, that's it. I'm out. I'm out. Let's roll it over. Mm-hmm. I'm forfeiting my years of service. I'm done. Like, yep. and I made that decision and I'm going to go with it in confidence because that's that's what I'm going to do. Yeah. You know, so. I think that's part of, uh, if you want to do a few things that can help, not guarantee success, but guarantee that you'll put in the effort needed to be successful. Mm-hmm. Everybody says, well, don't burn a bridge. I'm like, blow that bridge to hell up. <laughs> You're right. I think you we know, agree I, in that. I, I yeah. want no choice but forward. Right. None. You right. know, I forget where it, it was back in, I, I believe it was in, in the United States War with Britain, where the one general said, get the boats out of here. Burn the boats. Yeah, burn the boats. I know boats. what you're <laughs> saying. <laughs> yeah. There's only one thing going to happen. We're either going to win yeah. or we're going to die. That's, that's the right. way it's going to be. That's right. I think that's part of the entrepreneur spirit. It, oh, for sure. Right. And, you know, again, it's not for everybody. It's not. Can't be. But at the same time, you know, I know a lot of families, you know, probably have 1,500 clients. And most of those families were raised on, you know, having the stability of that 40-hour mm-hmm. week, that check. Sure. That 401K, the, mm-hmm. the health benefits. Um, and again, there, I, it's all about, for me, personal choice and sure. what brings you happiness. So if that's you and that brings mm-hmm. you peace and you can accomplish anything that you want to accomplish, more power to you. Absolutely. But in my case, I never wanted to be in a situation where I was trading my time, which I feel is priceless. Mm-hmm. For what somebody else thought it was worth for money. Absolutely. Um, mm-hmm. And as far as I'm concerned, you know, going through life, we only get so many hours. And to trade it for 15 or 20 or 25 bucks a piece. Right. They're too priceless for that for me. I agree. Now, yeah. we have a bunch of, in our audience, we have a, a lot of, you know, moms that are that have, have some young kids. Mm-hmm. They're struggling with babysitter and working. Mm-hmm. How has this move affected your kids? Becoming, going from stable teacher job mm-hmm. to entrepreneur. How has that affected your kids? In case some mom out there wants to know. Sure, I it has been amazing, Eric. I mean, amazing. So, previously, I had to be at school at seven in the morning. So, a lot of times, my kids either weren't awake or they were just waking up. I had to have somebody at the house to take them to school or get them on the school bus, make sure their book bags and stuff were ready. You know, all the mom things that that I always wanted to do. So I'm leaving out the door and somebody else was raising my kids for most of the day. And then they go to school and then that person was picking them up after school and getting to hear about their day for the, you know, for the first time of of what happened and their stories. and, And I just felt like I was missing out on Mm -hmm. so much of that and there was even like you know a lot of evening commitments and parent nights and conferences and and things where I wouldn't even get to put my kids to sleep right Right. because I was there so now the freedom and I think that is a huge part of this is the freedom I mean here we are what is it a Thursday Mm -hmm. and we're doing a podcast because we can right right I took my boys to school this morning. I was able to tell them, have a great day. Give them a kiss as I got out of the van. Like, I'll pick you up at the end of the day. Like, those things to me are so incredible. I mean, I'm able to volunteer in their classrooms because I can change my schedule 
to accommodate what is best for my kids. As long as you have a good relationship with your boss. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, yeah, I'm okay with it. So let's do it. <laughs> right? Um, and that that's part of the beauty too. And it, to kind of pull in the business side of things, we're only open three days a week, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And with the growth of the business and so much foot traffic, people keep asking, are you going to increase your hours? Are you going to keep, you know, putting more on? Right. And at this point, I'm holding my ground. Right. I'm like, no, because we're building still. We create a lot of our product. It allows me to get the store ready and change it up every week. But more importantly, it allows me to go into the classroom, sure. pick up the boys, have freedom that if I change it just to accommodate more hours, then I'm giving up something too. Well, so, whether you know it or not, you're actually using a time-honored business philosophy of scarcity. That's true. You I know, mean, if you true. think about it, mm-hmm. are the restaurants that you have the perceived greatest experience at the ones that you have to wait to get into? Or McDonald's, you can just walk through anytime you want or go through the drive-thru. That's a good point. You know, mm-hmm. so you've, you've got your client base trained. Mm-hmm. They know when you're going to have stuff. Right. And they appreciate a lot goes into it, too. I think if you changed it and you created and you're, you're now Walmart. Right. You know, I, I don't think people would have the same connection to your product in your store because half of what's selling the stuff is, yes, it's what your product for sure. Mm-hmm. But it's the story and the philosophy and the character and the morals behind the business Without that provides doubt. the connectivity with the client. Without and then doubt. when they know mm-hmm. I only have this little bit of time to be there, yep. you know, I don't want to miss out. I got to be there early. They're going to sell out. They yep. always do. You know. That's that's exactly true. Principle for sure. And it's and I think standing to your your foundation, your roots, your morale, whatever you want to call it, right? And just kind of standing your ground and and no, you know, family is my number one goal, and they appreciate that. If you find the right customers or clientele, your people, my tribe, whatever you want to call them, right? If you find the right people. They're going to come and they will support you and they will honor whatever decisions you make because they respect that. So sure. exactly like you said. Um, and building excitement too. They look forward to it all week long to mm-hmm. see what we have new or what event we're doing or um, just coming to see us on the weekend. You know, so it is. It builds excitement. And somebody said, and I loved how they put it. They said, your recipe's working. You know, why would you change your recipe? Like if you got the perfect cinnamon roll recipe you're not changing that you're repeating that why would you change your recipe and i'm like that's the best way to put it yeah and i'm not so (laughs) time honored (laughs) truth there right now can you uh why don't you share what it's been like to uh, be married through this entire process yeah you know because a a lot of times when there's business owners and one's the business owner one has a job or they're both in the Mm -hmm. same business um, sure Sometimes I love, you know, you can love your spouse, but I don't love them that much to work with them every day. You know, so how, how is that, what's that experience been like for you? That's a really great question. And I've done several podcasts before. I don't think anybody's ever asked that. So I appreciate you asking that. But um, Andrew is the best balance for me. And I know that you've seen that mm-hmm. and kind of seeing us interact. You know, I am the dreamer and have all of these like goals and the, the what ifs, right? And Andrew is my grounded, let's look at the financials, the data, like the logistics, right? So we balance each other extremely well in that. He keeps me grounded and I keep him lifted, right? So sure. it just kind of, it works out. Um, and I truly can't do this without him. Like if I need him to build 
so I can do the rest. So really, it's a it's a neat partnership. Um, and he is my number one supporter. I mean, he, he wants to see this be successful, but I think more than that, he sees that I'm happy. Mm-hmm. And I'm like back to who I was before the stress of the other job kind of took me down, right? right? So I think more than anything, he just wants to see that continue. I think he likes how our family is. Like I can, I can make dinner and I can have the kids' homework done. So when he does get home from work, Family it's time. family. It's mm-hmm. not rushing to get things done and into bed. It's okay. This is quality time. So he appreciates that. Um, he absolutely supports anything I want to do. And that, I mean, that's incredible for me. Um, you know, he'll ask questions and make sure that it's, it's sound, right. And, and financially makes sense. But at the end of the day, if I have a, a dream or a goal, he says, get after it, right? Go mm-hmm. for it. He Absolutely. believes in me, which is really incredible. Um, I feel for anybody that might be listening that their their spouse or, or family in general just isn't supporting them mm-hmm. because I couldn't do this and be as successful without him. Sure. So It's probably been one of the key ingredients for sure, or maybe the key ingredient. Absolutely. And then secondly... Um, you know, all those people that said, are you sure? Mm-hmm. Are you, you know, is this the right thing? Family, what? How have they reacted now? Oh, what is their gosh. impression now? Oh, gosh. Um, so we have grown to the point where we can't do this on our own. Um, you know, we have so many family members who are behind the scenes building for us and painting and working the shop and rallying around us and helping us do renovations and different things. So they're all in now. They see it. Um, they see the crowds. They see our events. They're fully invested. I think that their fears, and a lot of times when people are concerned about you, it's their own fears that they're kind of projecting onto you. Amen. Right? Absolutely true. So I can't fault them mm-hmm. for that. But now that they see it and they see how things are going and growing, they have 100% courage and they're so supportive of it. Right? Because awesome. they have their proof. Right. Right? That everything is going to be okay. Well, you so. know, again, there's always those 10% that are early adopters, the people that are willing to step out sure. and take the arrows. And then once, then there's a big group of about 45, 50% that, hey, they didn't die. Right. Now I'm interested in it. Sure. And then you got those family members and friends that just are never going to be able to get out of their comfort zone and do anything that uh, is meaningful in life. And for it's, sure. Which is, it's again, just too different for choice. them. Their choice. Right. Um, so what do you see... Like, um, you know, your kids, you know, Mm -hmm. I've been there a few times and and I see them there in this. Right. What's it like, do you think? What what is the impact of being in this business at this age? Mm -hmm. Project that out 10, 15 years. I mean, versus normal kid that Mm -hmm. gets off the bus, hops on the Xbox. Right. You know, project out just, I mean, if the business broke even at at the very least. Mm Mm-hmm but they were able to grow up within it. Project that out. What do you think? You know, I hope that they're just absorbing courage, passion, hard work. I mean, they see that Mm -hmm. in us. Um, And it sounds cliche, but more is caught than taught. I could talk to my kids all day long about being in their passion. That's actually a great statement. I like that. I might steal that. You should. (laughs) It it makes sense. But, um, 
You know, we tell these kids live in their passion, but if they see mom coming home from work exhausted and putting on half a smile, like just to be present, but they know it's not fully present. Right. Right. If they see that, that's what they're going to expect to be like normal for them. That's mm-hmm. what, what they're going to think it, life is all about. And, and it's not. So now I think I'm able to actually show them like, okay, I'm going to pick you up from school and we have a commitment at the store or we're meeting a customer for a funeral or whatever it is, like you honor your commitments and they're mm-hmm. seeing that you work hard for what you want. Right. Mm-hmm. So my boys see us building or reconstructing or serving customers. They're there. They hear me talking on the phone to the kid or to the customers. The kids hear all that. Like, how right. do you have a conversation with somebody? All of these things are seeing Mason the other day, it was so cute. So we had a big event. It was our fall open house. And um, I had heard from one of his teachers that he was talking to her about this event. And are you coming? And we're so excited. And it's our family <laughs> business. And I know pretty soon. <laughs> and, it, you know, he was talking to her about how excited he was. And I didn't know that what conversation was going on. And I only knew it because the teacher shared it. But that was like my aha moment too, was he sees what's going on. He's telling And he's his, excited about it. He's excited. He's telling his first grade peers, his classmates, come to my store. You wouldn't believe this. So one of his classmates, first grade, she was telling her mom, are we going to Mason's thing? Are we going to Mason's thing? And the mom was like, did I miss a birthday invitation? <laughs> like, what is it? And then she's like, it clicked in my mind. It's a fall open house. So even yep. the kids are talking about it, which is really amazing to me. And and I, I hope that through all of this, they realize, like, we have one life to live. We need to do what makes us happy. Mm-hmm. However we serve people, because really any occupation is about how you serve people, right? How do you want to serve people? And just doing your best job at that, not just punching a time clock, right? Yep. So I don't care what they do. But whatever they do, I want them to be happy and satisfied, and I want them to work hard and with integrity. So I hope they're learning that, and I hope they have courage. Well, you definitely, um, having them exposed, you know, to that environment, Mm -hmm. they get every life lesson that there is to learn can be learned within a retail location. I hope so. Especially when it's mom and dad's, for sure. Now, just to switch gears just a little bit, what's it like to be an entrepreneur with a fast-growing business in a small little town? Oh my goodness. Um, I didn't know what to expect, right? Because I'm going into this with zero formal business training, right? Like not, I mean, I had the foresight of, okay, this can grow, but I could not picture where we are now, even a couple years ago. That wasn't on the vision board. It wasn't. It wasn't. So it's really kind of cool to see how it has changed our lives, but Again, similar to family, you have people in the community who think you're going to fail, and then they Mm -hmm. see things growing, and then they get behind you, right? Mm -hmm. So very similar to family, you're going to have your community and larger network doing the same thing. Um, But it's really, I don't don't know how to explain it. You You might have a better way of explaining it, but it changes how you are in the community. Mm -hmm. Does that make any sense? Like, mm, so you have it, more responsibility, I feel. Right. So, I mean, just because you have, you've taken the risk mm-hmm. and you're there against everybody else's, you know, <laughs> thoughts of what was possible. Sure. Now, all of a sudden, if something needs done in town, 
uh, all of a sudden it's, well, you know, you, will you take this on? Will you donate yes. for this? Will you? Yes, that's, what, that's, that's exactly what I was trying to express. But, you know, the number of times you're approached for donations mm-hmm. or contributions or projects or committees, those things, I mean, quadruple. I mean, if not even more, right? Because mm-hmm. they see that what you're doing is making a difference and that you're having success. So it's like people want a part of that. Right. Right. So in a way, I I love that and I appreciate it and I will do whatever I can. I am fully vested in resurging um, in Roville. Sure. I absolutely want to see that to be thriving again because I can see it mm-hmm. on our busy days. There's no parking in the village. I love it. And if we could add some more restaurants and shops and things, it could absolutely resurge it. So people are so, coming to Monroeville mm-hmm. specifically for the only reason, the only reason they pointed their car to Monroeville is because of old soul woodworking. Without a doubt. And I say that with confidence because when people come through, it's not like a Walmart. It's not just transactional. It's I greet them. Where are you coming from? You know, if they're a new face. How did you hear about us? And I am getting that information that they're from Toledo. I'm telling you, um, our last event, we had Toledo, Cleveland, Canton, Mansfield. Like, that's a radius around us. It's not yeah. just local people. That's an hour 30 out. Or, right. Yeah. They're finding us on Facebook, and they're coming, and they make it like a little um, escape, a little trip. Like a one-tank trip or whatever. Yeah, they do. And they come and see us, and then we point them to the coffee shop. And yep. they ask what else is in town, and we're kind of limited. <laughs> like, uh, well, you have John Deere. <laughs> yeah, I'm like yeah. Uh, peens mm-hmm. at four o'clock, and twist and shout maybe if it's seasonally, or yep. you know, old school warehouse or whatever. But I am limited in what I can say, and a lot of times I'm having to send them to other communities to say, okay, it's it's within a driving distance, but I want to point to other places in Monroeville. Right. Um, and I just really hope, like, through these committees and different things that we're trying to do, that eventually people will get the confidence mm-hmm. to open. Well, I think, so. too, it, a lot of it, and again, maybe this is politically incorrect to say, but the seeds have been planted now. Mm-hmm. We've already have proof that people will get in their car and drive a distance uh, for an they experience. Mm-hmm. Even if they never spend them any, any money in your store they're still going to come for the experience and while they're in town they're probably going to need gas they had something to eat they would stop and do that right um so there has to be some sort of concerted effort by a local government to support Mm -hmm. uplift Mm -hmm. and stay out of the way of its entrepreneurs i think so and it's just not monroeville i'm going to say that for any small community in the Mm -hmm. entire country Mm -hmm. you know uh, activity drives tax revenue. Tax revenue drives, you know, improvements. And it, it's a snowball effect. Absolutely. But it all has to start with the entrepreneurship, the small businesses bringing people to town. Mm-hmm. Most businesses only bring people in from, let's say, a five to seven mile radius. Sure. But when you have a business in town that's bringing people from 90 miles away, 100 miles away, that's Consistently. Cool. Consistently. I would be, if I was running a city, mm-hmm. what do you need? How can I help? Right. You know, and then when there's, you know, every, every small community has their, the new word is Karens. You <laughs> You're know, right. Every, every small yep. community has those. We have to have leadership that stands up for what's bringing us money. What's right. bringing people to our community. What's setting us up in the, in the, 
in the area and uplifts us, makes us look better than maybe we even are. Sure. Um, so I know there's lots of things, good and bad, about government and small communities and all that stuff. Right. And um, it seems like you have navigated those waters to this point relatively sure. well. Sure. I mean, there's frustration there for sure. Mm. And you just kind of navigate. But in my mind, I think it's a no brainer. Like I'm, I want what's best for this village and this community. I don't understand why there is any like resistance or things that are coming to pass. Right. So we navigate it and we try to do it with grace and and level headedness. But if only like more people could join the effort, Mm. It would only just speed things up so much quicker. I mean, in my mind, and I, I don't think I've shared this, but I would love to take somebody under my wing and just say, I didn't have a formal business training, but this is what I do, and I will fully support you. Mm-hmm. Like, you have to have the grit and, and claw for it and passion, and you have to have that. But if you have it and you want somebody to bounce an idea off of, I won't charge you. Like I want you right. to be successful, successful, and I want this village to be successful. But as far as I know, there's nothing in place from administration or from government or whatever that is even pointing people mm-hmm. to that. We're and they have resources. Yet, but, you know, what's our water bill this month? Uh huh. Yeah. Well, hey, yeah. Susie has a car in their yard that's been there for two weeks. Uh huh. That's the focus of our government now. Right. To be the nanny. To be the mommy so when the kids don't get right. along and stuff, that's what business is for. Right. It has to be a switch at some point. If if a community is going to last long term and there's going to be a legacy left, it's going to be remembered for more than just the town that used to have seven bars. Mm-hmm. You sure. know, it, it, there has to be a change to where it's proactively looking to grow its industry, to grow its business. And you guys and Lynn Maurice, the coffee Absolutely. shop, right. um, have done a great job of bringing people to town. Mm-hmm. Um wouldn't take a whole lot to have another business there that would be a companion that would also add to the success of what's happening for you guys. Absolutely. And that's why I feel like there's opportunity there. And I feel like focus, like you said, is on other things that they shouldn't be. But if they could just redirect that energy or even have some some new blood, some energetic blood that like has some passion, right? Yeah. That is living in their passion. If somebody else can kind of come alongside us, I really think we could snowball this. I really do. And I hope like five years from now, if we listen back to this, we're like, oh my gosh, that's where it started. Right. And it happened. You know, that I, I pray that happens. Now, so. once a year, you you uh, entrepreneurs in the community have started this event. It's called... Um, the Village Flea. The Village Flea. Mm-hmm. Now, can you explain what that is? Because I think it kind of lends towards you leading by example. Meaning sure. that the same heart, soul, passion, and uh, beliefs of old soul mm-hmm. um, have partnered with, like a Lynn Marie's for sure, that you know have a lot of the same business character and ethics and stuff mm-hmm. to create this event to share those beliefs, those customer concerns, you know, uh, customer service sure. beliefs with everybody and an so experience. What is it? So. The Village Flea was actually founded by Lynn Marie's. Okay. So they started it um, back before COVID. I, I don't remember exactly what year. It hasn't mm-hmm. been around that long. 
Um, but they started it, and Jess from Lynn Marie's had this vision of, you know, we have such a sweet village. We need to bring people together and show some excitement and community and just gather. Like I just heard that. Right? <laughs> I know. It's the same thing. So um, it's a really cool story. We actually sat up a booth at, at a village flea, and that kind of, I mean, precipitated us doing the brick and mortar. Our house was too busy. We needed a place. The feel of that made so much sense to us that soon after we were wanting to open. Understand. So now it's so cool that, you know, I work in partnership with Jess and we do the Village Flea and we have vendors and food trucks and a stage and, you know, music. And it's more than just a street fair. It is decorated and there's photo ops, but then there's also that small town conversation, but quality goods. It's really, it's, it's different than any other markets and street fairs. It is a feeling, it's an experience, Understand. right? Sure. Exactly what we're doing at Old Soul in Lynn Marie's, the festival, the flea is the same thing. So did you have people come to that that you know of that were not from that five to seven? Oh gosh, yes, ring? absolutely. Because, you know, she's sharing it and we're sharing it and all the vendors who are coming in. I mean, we have vendors coming up from Columbus. So they're sharing with their networks. And sure. it's just really neat that in this day and age, people are looking for an experience. Mm -hmm. They're looking for positivity. They're looking for things that make them feel good, that connect with people that aren't negative on social media. They want to know that there's goodness in right. the world and they will travel for that. So that's exactly what we're looking for in the flea. I mean... Thousands of people will come through, that's and that's crazy. a one Thousands day. in Monroeville. It's a one day uh, festival, so next year it'll be in the fall, just because it, with the heat and stuff, it just needs to be moved to the fall. But anyway, it brings people, and they see what we have. Mm -hmm. A lot of other communities don't have that feel, and sure. if we can keep that going and snowball that into other businesses, they will come. Right. They will come. They just need to stop, too, because a lot of people are driving through. I said, we have the traffic going through Monroeville. They just okay. have to have a reason to stop. Exactly right. But the flea is, it's a dream. I mean, it's, it matches the feel of exactly what we're going for. So, again, same thing. So, if you were a village or a community where you had young entrepreneurs wanting mm -hmm. to create this magical event that brings tax dollars to town, mm -hmm. the question should always be, what do you need? How can I help? Right. Or, at the very least, stay out of my way. Yeah, we're going to do it a good job, and we're going to bring people to town. We're going to do our best, right? So you would think that would be the mentality, but somebody listening to this needs to know, like, even if your heart's in the best place, you're trying to go after what you know is a good thing, there's going to be resistance, sure. and it frustrates you, and it's just discouraging. But at the end of the day, you need to realize your why and why you're doing this, and that'll just push you through. There's always going to be naysayers, always resistance, and from people that it shouldn't be from. Honestly, you know that, sure. right? Yep. But well, one thing at the that end of the day, I've learned in life, if I'm getting a bunch of resistance, it means I'm walking in the right direction. Sure. You sure. know, if, if I'm walking unscathed or unencumbered. Something's not right. Right. I like that more. It's more comfortable and easier. Right. There's something just not right about it. Usually if I'm walking into the headwind, that's when I know the big prize, the, mm -hmm. the thing that I'm shooting for is just on the other side of that. 
Absolutely. For sure. And you have well, to have the courage to go through it. We have been going for quite Sorry. some time. No, oh, no, you I know what time it, it is. Um, <laughs> I just wanted uh, a few things before we wrap up here is, you know, in just a short period of time, you went from counselor to entrepreneur to scaling to now embedded in the community. Mm-hmm. You've done that like in what, like two years? Two years. Yeah. So <laughs> normally I ask people, so what is what is up for old soul for five years, ten years down? But hell, I've got to ask, what's up <laughs> next year? For, you know, so right. what do you see? What's next? Is it just stand still and keep doing what we're doing? Mm-hmm. Is there, you know, I know there's always, in, at least as long as I've known you, there's always this <laughs> next thing. Right. You know, that's a great question. And this is going against all business advice and having a five-year plan and trajectory. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Mm-hmm. And I am fully vested in that response. I don't know. When I do know, I'll go after it. Sure. Right? For right now, I am so happy with where we are and our customers and how we're serving them. I want to continue to do that well before we would ever think about more growth. However, pulling this whole conversation back together, my shift and my focus is on the village. What can we do to improve that even more while doing what we're doing at Old Soul. So if I can invest in other people, give them hope, give them courage, let them know that this is doable, I think that's in my mind. But I don't know. And and I think business owners can get into a trap if they're trying to project out because you don't know the variables. You don't know what's going to happen. You don't know the economy. So if you get stuck in that, in some ways it could probably limit you. Sure. Lead you in the wrong direction. So I just try to have an open heart when I know it's right in my gut. I'm going to go for it. And I think that's a beauty and not, I, I can't predict. I would have never predict, predicted this two years ago. Right? So just having the open, open-minded mm-hmm. and just continuing to serve our customers well in whatever capacity that means. Well, so. you know, we call it gut. Mm-hmm. But every single person is wired with that, what they call it, the still small voice. Mm-hmm. It's inside your head, your conscious, inside your heart, inside your chest. Mm -hmm. And we can all be stubborn like we know better. Mm -hmm. But we were wired for success. We were built to -hmm. protect ourselves, to to profit, to to expand, to become everything that we want to become. Sure. But most people ignore that Mm -hmm. voice. Mm -hmm. And they do the opposite. You know, inside, you know, how many people have said, well, I had that idea. I could have opened an old soul myself. Uh-huh. I've heard that before. Well, you didn't. Right. You right. didn't do it because you didn't listen to that voice. And that's mm-hmm. one thing to, to, when you say be open, mm-hmm. have an open heart, have an mm-hmm. open mind. Basically, what you're saying is, is listen to my internal, uh, my internal voice, my conscience. Right. And be well aware that it's probably a pretty good judge when I'm not. Mm-hmm. And Absolutely. And if we listen to that, I mean, how many times as a kid did you were, were you getting ready to do something you knew you shouldn't, <laughs> and inside to do you shouldn't, uh-huh. but you did it anyways, and right. guess what? That didn't work so well. Right. If you just li- I truly feel if you just listen, you're gonna know the direction you need to go. Yeah, but it sounds woohoo so, and woosai and all that stuff, but it's it's the truth. And can we talk about kids for a minute? Oh, absolutely. I, I think we need to tell our kids to be brave. Mm-hmm. My dad, out of everybody in my, my network growing up, my dad never limited us. I mean, I'm a girl. Mm-hmm. He would have me out. 
handed him wrenches when he fixed the car. He'd answer questions. He never, ever limited me in any way. And I attribute a lot of this to him because I had the courage because he included me on things. He let me dream. He never said, you can't, right? And if we can instill that in our own kids and younger generations and people who have, they have a little bit of that feeling and and they know it's there. and, And as somebody who's a little bit older can encourage them and have them grow it and not just be like the world and, and smother it, mm-hmm. right? That's how things change. So I think if we can kind of teach people that, to have courage and listen to what's going on, that's how things change. And I believe it wholeheartedly. Well, you can kind of see it. I think your, your point is 100% spot on. Is you can see it now. I mean, pizza shops can't be open for their dining room because... Mm-hmm. Their workforce is typically high school kids, college kids. They're home on social media. They're sitting in front of a TV playing a game. Mm -hmm. Everything has been designed. And again, I'm not going to say there's this big evil conspiracy. But everything in their life is meant to distract them from living. Everything. Their cell phone. Social media. You know, the the BS at school. Mm -hmm. All that stuff is meant to distract them away of becoming what they could become. So all of a sudden, you know, again, it, it is kind of scary. You know, if you look down to, again, I would say my son Isaac's generation. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's freaking scary. Where's our workers at? Right. Where's our uh, creators, our inventors, uh, you know, our explorers, the people that knock down the barriers, that stand up to tyranny, mm-hmm. that fight to defend? Where are they at? And it's, if you look back and you go back, he's 18. Mm-hmm. Let's look at the last 18 years. Mm-hmm. iPhones came out. You know, the video games, and they are become so real and they're so captivating and addicting. Mm-hmm. You know, all this stuff is there to distract them. And I'm not 100% sure how to fix that. I'd, because yeah. mom and dad are both being forced to work because mm-hmm. they got to deliver the fake lifestyle so they match everybody else. Right. You know, so a lot of times kids are getting off of a bus to an empty house. And I understand it. I'm not blaming anybody. I get it. Right, right. But in the end, you know, these are seeds that are planted for an entire generation or two Mm -hmm. now. Sure. So this isn't a problem that's going to solve itself or fix itself tomorrow. Mm -hmm. What we're seeing today in the workforce is what we're going to be seeing for a long time in the workforce. So to see somebody, again, falls back to us. It's always entrepreneurs and farmers. Mm-hmm. The motor, the engine of the world. Everything that we have today or everything that we'll have tomorrow is going to come from an entrepreneur or a farmer. That's just the way it works. Right. So if to wrap up, I want to ask a couple questions. One is, you know, what could you give? What advice could you give to a mom that's professional, mm-hmm. loves her career, wants to have her career, but also wants to be a mom? Mm-hmm. Is Are both lives that you found out, are they possible? Is it possible to have both your cake and eat it too? Absolutely. Absolutely. And if you're in you know, a professional career and you're raising your kids and your heart is happy and that works for you and you can be fully invested when you mm-hmm. get home, then that's beautiful as well. Perfect. I mean, not everybody is cut out for this life and, and I fully understand that, but you have to... You have to really be aware of how you're feeling and and who you are because you're not going to be able to raise up those babies the way Mm -hmm. that they need to be raised up if you're checked out yourself, right? So balance is 
absolutely possible in any profession. And if you're in your right place, then you'll know it, right? But if you're not having that courage to do something about it, that changes your life and your kid's life. Right. So it's it's fully possible. So where can people find you? Sure. Um, we're most active on Facebook. So I know there is negatives in social media, but from a business standpoint, that's why we have a business. That's sure. what brings people to us. It's a tool. It absolutely is. That's what has increased our, our perimeter around the business. So Old Soul Woodworking. Old Soul Woodworking. On Facebook. On Facebook. We do a little bit on Instagram, but primarily our audience is on Facebook. Um, have a website that's not like super up to date. And I'll admit that because we we haven't got into doing a lot of shipping because we're just trying to keep up and serve people in front of us well. That's not your business model yet today. Not, not today. Who knows? Mm-hmm. That might be. That's something that... I feel like we we need to expand a little bit more just because we can. But on Facebook, I do a lot of um, live videos, and I really aim to connect with people. And I talk a lot about faith. That's a big part of our business. I talk a lot about family and in our business as well. So if you're interested in that, we can connect on there or send me a message. I'm not one of those people who like get a message and ignore it. I That's part of my business Don't model too. <laughs> yeah, that's part of my business model too. You need prayers? Send me a stinking message and I will pray for you. Like, how did we ever get away from from connection, right? Right. And if we use social media and those things for the positive, then we're using the tool as they should be. Well, we've gotten to this point, too, where we are uh, conditioned now to look to government, to Mm -hmm. professionals for our solutions. Mm -hmm. And there's this thing lacking called community. You know, Mm -hmm. um, you can say church, you can say community. Either way, we used to be where people took care of their own. Mm-hmm. You know, when somebody was in need, they didn't run to, you know, a government agency to get a check. Sure. The church took care of them. The sure. community helped take care of them. Family, Family helped take mm-hmm. care of them. Um, so it is good to see, and, and we, we do appreciate it. Now, where's the location of the business? Sure. So um, if you're putting it in a GPS, it's to South Main um, in Monroeville. Um, so any kind of GPS will take you there. But uh, we're right there on Route 20 if you're local and you can kind of picture it. It's a two-stop light town, so it's not like you can miss. <laughs> not going to get lost. You can't miss really much in Monroeville, but um, we're right there on the main street. And, and I hope that we continue to uh, pull people in just by our front presence as well and make people stop and make them feel good. That's, that's really what it's about. Make them feel good. Well, I want to take a second to recognize you and Andrew. Um, the world needs more Elisa and Andrew Browns mm. right now. Um, the city of Monroeville, the village, your clients, your family appreciate everything that you've done. There's no doubt I in my know. mind for mm-hmm. sure. Um, and to sit here and think that, it, you know, from, from the outside looking in, it looks like you just are gifted or it's a knack. Mm-hmm. You just have a knack for it. Sure. Well, that kind of undersells the hard work, the sacrifice, the investment of not only time, but also money. Absolutely. uh, To build something up. And and we're thankful for the risk you take. Mm -hmm. Um, And then overall, your your willingness to still be uh, open to the village, open to help other businesses, other other females looking to get in, uh, to become entrepreneurs, to live their passion, to live their dream. So I just want you to know that you guys are appreciated. You set a great example for your kids. For, for other young families that uh, want to live their dream. Mm-hmm. So I appreciate you very much. Oh, thank you. Um, thank you so much for coming and spending time for us th- with us today. 
I am certain that if somebody out there is listening that has that burning desire, has that little voice in their chest, uh, just saying, you know, it's time, you've got to do this. Maybe something they heard here today will push them and help them act. I pray. That's that's what it's about. Thank you so much for being here. Thanks, Eric. I appreciate it. Thank you.